up, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. This week is another Roman episode, uh, but we do have special guest referee, uh, Goofy, uh, to make sure that the rounds go nice and clean, and nobody brings in any steel chairs, no no exposed turnbuckles, no what? I know, we want a nice clean match. When 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 he stops... (laughs) <laughs> when he grabs a rope, I know your refs are basically made out of glass. You got WrestleMania on the head. <laughs> I know, man. I've been watching, or I watched a lot of wrestling, <laughs> enough to last me for the whole year. <laughs> Dude, well, like I told you right before we started up, you know, we did uh, we did the Superstore. That was a good, you know, it was fun. It was cool shopping around. I bought myself a little pin. Um, I bought my nephew a shirt. He's a big wrestling fan. Um, you know, just a little stuff like that. Some stuff for my boss's girlfriend. She loves these little teddy bears, so I've been getting her the WrestleMania ones. But we did that Thursday. Friday, we did Friday Night SmackDown. That was a couple hours. Saturday, we did NXT Stand and Deliver. That was another couple hours. And then we did WrestleMania Day 1, which was like about four hours on Saturday. Sunday, we did WrestleMania Day 2, another four hours. And then Monday Night Raw, which was another three hours. And then we drove back from L.A. right last night. I got back home around oh, 1 in the morning. So that was, uh, Did that was you, uh, <clears throat> Were you screaming your, your head off, like, going crazy and shit? No, nah, no. Nah, unless crazy shit happened, I'm, I'm not really like that. You know, I like to just chill and watch and enjoy it. But I'll, uh, you know, I've been Did known to, off, uh, Did you rip off you know, <laughs> shout a few things here and there. <laughs> no, no, it's too cold for that. Nobody wants to see my flabby boobies. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not it's not appropriate for especially you're right, you're kids right. around. I mean, you know? it's not back in the day, like you rip off your shirt for anything, but you'd have something painted on there. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, but goofy. You know, it's funny we bring up the kids. You, you know what is for kids? If you had a tricks yes and what else you know if somebody says you know this is for the kids this is for the children what, what uh, comes to mind for you i know tricks are for kids uh, that's all i got man i mean cereal's on the head right now yeah what what, what what's for kids really <laughs> well i know there's this uh very famous quote <laughs> out there that something's for the children um, you know what it is not off the top of my head that's right, Goofy. It's Wu Tang. Wu Tang's for the children. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I bring Wu Tang up, Goof, is uh, I want to talk about this uh, guy that I really like his work. Um, <clears throat> his music's awesome, um, and his name's okay. uh, the RZA. Uh, <laughs> are you familiar uh, with the RZA? Are you familiar with Wu Tang? Not as much as I should be, but but continue. Uh, well, that being said, we're we're on the West Coast. You know, they're definitely East Coast guys. Wu Tang's cool and all, but uh. I would not be familiar with Wu-Tang or the RZA if it wasn't for this piece of media that I'm going to bring up. And I know you're definitely familiar with it. Do you know what, what the RZA worked on that was a narrative uh, mm. form of media? Okay. That's right, Afro Samurai. So um, you, you, you bring that up? I've never <laughs> do you remember seen Afro Samurai, Goof? Yeah, i never seen it. What? I know you talk a lot about it. And... Um... I was just like, okay, that, looks, that sounds cool. It's, you got Samuel Dude, L. Jackson right there, like, was so in the background, cool. throwing down. 
Exactly. He was mm-hmm. he he played the character called Ninja Ninja. Mm-hmm. Um and all he did was just talk shit on Afro. <laughs> the whole the main character's name is Afro. You know, he's the Afro Samurai Afro. And uh yeah, man. Um I know there is because of this. He he worked a lot with the uh, creator. He made the soundtrack, which again, the soundtrack kind of what brought me into it as well. It was visually striking. For those of you um that aren't familiar with the Afro Samurai anime, um if you have watched um the Star Wars Visions cartoons on Disney Plus. It pretty much looks like the first episode, the Ronin. It's black and white. I don't even think. Wait, was it black and white? No, it wasn't black and white. There, there was color because you had you had color with all the different characters and stuff. But it's very much a similar art style. The guy who there's a comic book based on it's called Star Wars Visions. You know the Ronin, the comic book. Uh, the guy who made the comic book is actually the guy who made Afro as well. Uh, the creator and they look very much similar um but the idea with it is you know you follow this character named afro let me see if i can find the exact name afro, afro. i don't know how to pull up a bit uh but this is a series you're saying afro has a full name or what's that yeah i think so i think his name was uh let me find his name um okay so his name's afro no, yeah, no, they don't. I don't think they really say uh, they say his full name actually. Uh, just Afro Samurai. So no um, okay. Nah, he's just called Afro. Um, his his dad was uh, where was it? Rokutaro, which was Afro's father. So the series starts off. Mm-hmm. And they explain a little bit about the headbands. Ah, oh, man, Goofy, you would love this show, dude. So the headband, the headbands are believed okay. to give you godlike powers, and a lot of people believe that it grants immortality. A, a lot of others people, a lot of other people believe that uh, they receive the headbands from the gods themselves, you know, in recognition of their amazingness, right there, their dominance. But you know, the the number one headband mm-hmm. goes to the number one samurai, the number one warrior, and with the number one headband, you are basically a god. And you can only be challenged by the number two okay. headband. Okay, so everybody wants to have the number I two headband. I remember you explaining this. And the me, number two headband. And me being so dumb. Yes. I I kind of ignored the whole honor system. I'm like, what's keeping someone else from going to challenge number one? Is there something physical or magical covering it? You're like, no, it's just an honor thing. I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. But well, not well, not just that though. Is if you're not good enough to get the number two headband. Yeah, of course, you're of not course, you're, you're, you're completely correct. <laughs> but my, in my head, lose. I'm just like, um, just go fight them. Not just that, the number one doesn't accept the number one doesn't accept challenges from anybody that's not the okay. number two as well. Um, but yeah, dude. So the the crazy thing too, though, is you know, even though the number one has to be challenged by the number two, yeah. the number two can be challenged by anybody. So that basically means that uh, that uh, you can be. How do you say? Yeah, there's always going to be a number two, or they're supposed to, right? And uh, it's a really cool story because right it now? starts off with uh, Afro's father. Okay. So in, in the beginning of the story, it's Afro's father. Afro's father, the number one. And he's killed by uh, the number two samurai or the number two headband. And his name you're going to love. His Ooh. name is uh, Justice. I like that. And uh, no, yeah, I actually so really Justice. Like that. The... <laughs> I know, dude. Goofy, you would love this show, dude. That's why I'm surprised you haven't watched it yet. Um, 
But yeah, the number two headband, he uh, his name's Justice, and he kills him. And this all takes place when Afro's young. He's a little kid, and he's crying because he, he cuts off his head. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, very Django Fett, Boba Fett style, right? Um, and he tells him uh, to seek him out, you know. Uh, uh, he vows revenge against uh, against Justice, um, and Justice tells him uh, to seek him out when he is ready to duel a god. He's like, you come back and you find me, kid. Um, and then... Uh, then the series picks up and he's fighting off these assassins. He has the number two headband and it's, uh, he's, they're sent by the empty seven clan. So it's like the top seven, whatever, you know, ninjas, they've, they've, or the other seven headbands or whatever. Um, they've gone, or wait, did they have headbands? I think they rank mm-hmm. themselves, but I don't know if there's headbands associated with them or not, uh, but they're trying to get a hold of the number two headbands. So they can collectively, you know, uh, challenge. Um, yeah. So they can collectively challenge them. And uh, he he has um he has a history, you know, because he obviously trained to be good enough to fight the number two. And as you progress through the story, uh, you go to find out, you know, his tragic past. Uh, he goes to Mount Shumi to face Gino. Oh yeah, I forgot Gino and his daughter and his uh, little sister, not his daughter, his little sister. Gino was uh, he wears a bear helmet thing. Um, fucking cool, dude. Um, he was his childhood friend, a uh, fellow samurai, who blames him for killing their master. So while he's being trained by their master alongside him, they're like brothers. You know, they they become family. The um, the master becomes like a father to them. You know, father figure. And then he's constantly fighting people. And then there's rumors that the master has the number two headband and he's hidden it away. So no one, because all it brings is trouble yeah. and strife. Right? The, these battle for these headbands. So he hides it away. Well, April finds, you know, he finds out, he confronts him about it, and he ends up uh, fighting him and claiming um, um, he ends up uh, claiming the number two headband. Yeah, he, he ends up uh, claiming the number two headband. I'm, I'm just trying to read ahead because there's so much to it. There's so much that it goes fast because a lot of it is just interpersonal, mm-hmm. you know, relations and fights. Um, and um, he he defeats Gino and he tracks down Justice, uh, who explains that there are other headbands in existence, ranging to an unspecified higher number, claiming that he intends to use his powers as a number one to bring peace to all mankind. Justice reveals that he killed all headband bearers and decorated his safe house with corpses. Afro kills Justice and takes the number one headband. Afro settles in as a new number one, while Gino, now claiming all headbands from Justice, returns to take revenge. Um, and then there was a movie that they made, uh, Afro Samurai Resurrection. Uh, him and his sister Seo steal Rokutaru's body and the number one headband after killing Shikigoro, Sh- Shichigoro, taking the number two headband. Afro confronts the resurrected Rokutaru. Mm-hmm. Which is fucked up. They reanimated his dad, right? <clears throat> Who kills the siblings. Um, after Afro defeats Rokutaru, gives the number two headband to Shikigoro. Oh, Shichigoro's son, Kotaru, and peacefully continues wearing the number one. Um, elsewhere, an unknown man meets the revived justice. Interesting. So, yeah, there's just... They never did anything afterwards, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, he, the the creator, he likes... Um, he likes, like, mm-hmm. African, African-American character designs. So it says that he was drawing uh, the designs on items like Kleenex boxes when he was a teenager, inspired by his fondness for hip-hop and soul music. Which makes complete sense, dude. Like, um, 
because yeah, the Rizza, like he has, he's always been, if he's always been him and his buddies, like really big fans of like karate movies, you know, or kung fu and shit, you know, all these, all these uh, Asian uh, imported uh, films. And then uh, that definitely inspired their, obviously the, the name of the group, right? Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Uh, but it also inspired their sound a lot of the times. And uh, I just remember, I used to listen to the soundtrack when I would go to the gym. Because it was just really cool, really smooth. Um, just it, it pumped you up, dude. Like, I'm trying to think if there was any other animes that had, like, hip-hop that would play regularly. Samurai. Um, I know I Samurai know, Shampoo would Samurai have it every Shampoo now and then. really up there with the, with the hip-hop. And you had the... Um, I, got, I never got to finish it because um, there was something wrong with the anime. I, I don't remember what happened. I didn't get to finish it. But uh, the 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 beginning song is it's it's hip hop. It's it's the 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 beat of a of something that will come from the west. But the the whole show takes place in the east. And the, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I won't get too deep into it. But it's the show of a uh, of a girl trying to find the guy who smelled like sunflowers that killed her family. Exactly. And the then samurai she who smelled of sunflowers. Two other samurais, and they. They um they both differ in their fighting style. One's uh, really wild and chaotic. I think it's called like the rooster or something. Mugen, yeah. His uh, his emblem's Mugen. like the rooster or something. And the other one, I forget uh, the more uh, yeah dignified one. I think it's a it's a fish or something. I, I forget what, yeah, what, what like it was. Glasses. I haven't seen it in so long. But <clears throat> the show definitely took uh took a lot of the music and, and integrated into the show. Um, and you talking about like um. Uh, the, the Afro Samurai. Uh, the only thing that comes to my mind whenever you mention Afro Samurai is Boondocks, and uh, the reason I bring that up, yeah, the style. Yeah, the reason it's a very similar the style, style. The style, the art style is very similar. Uh, on top of that, they also take a lot of uh, creativity from uh, the East because uh, from anime, exactly. The inspiration from uh, anime, so, yeah. Exactly, I was gonna say. I mean, like, they pretty much look like anime characters with anime characters. The animation is. Um, and they integrate it again with some of the uh, Western music. It's hip hop, so you're listening, you're watching the show, and uh, you have uh, two uh, op- two opposite characters. They're just kids, Riley and Huey. And you have Huey, who's really inspired by like revolution and and all these different things, and he also takes inspiration from the East. Yeah, he takes inspiration from the progressiveness. East. Progressiveness, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, they for for being kids. Yeah, for being kids though, it's very like, philosophical. They both take inspiration and they integrate into their lives. Where you have a uh, Huey who loves uh, like kung fu and stuff like that. And he's he's an excellent fighter. So you have that matched up him fighting things like crazy. He's just a kid, but he's doing all these crazy things. And you put music into it that's hip hop. I'm like, oh shit, this this stuff blends together. Like, yeah, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It shows you. I mean. Even when you watch those old, um, mm-hmm. how do you say, those old kung fu movies, right? Music becomes a big part of it when they're fighting, right? Like it's, the beat starts going down, you know, you know, shit's going down when they're when the, the the beat picks up and starts shaking and stuff. And definitely, you know, you can see how hip hop was inspired by that, um, integrated it, and then just kind of regurgitated back out. And it just shows you how there's like the symbiosis in in cultural media, right? And uh, that's what I always tell people. I always talk about uh, My Hero Academia, how it's, it's so fucking cool to see that. How it's uh, a Eastern take on Western mm-hmm. comic book culture, right? Like, All Might's just Superman, but he's still such a cool, compelling character. 
um and it's cool just to see that whole thing of like you know the japanese basically being like you know this is something we love from you but in our in our style do you like it and obviously americans are are responding or western right westerners are responding you know uh that yeah we fucking love it more of it and yeah. it just goes back and forth when, back when and you, forth just making good shit you get two different uh styles making their own thing and then someone sees it like i want to try that let me give it a shot and then they do something really good yeah, dude, because that's that's everything is everything art wise, artistically or culturally, anything made, anything fabricated, anything that is crafted, for lack of a better term, is on. It stands on the shoulders of the giants, right? It stands on the previous success and failures um, that they've seen, they've ingested. You know, even something as simple as let's say you're woodworking, the reason you know how to make certain joints or use certain tools is because somebody has figured it out in the last X amount of years, right? In the last uh decades centuries millennia you know like they, they've figured it out and you're able to have this craft and put your own spin to it yeah you, you make it your own uh with something that's been done yeah with something that's been done forever you know for for, um, for such a long time that's what's cool about anime i'm glad anime is just taking such a anime and hip-hop right they go hand in hand it goes back and forth it's, it's cool to see how much more serious they've been taken because you got to think about it you know the stuff coming out in the 90s right like uh, early anime that hit in america it's coming out in the 90s hip-hop booming in the 90s as well they're rising up together to be taken seriously where hip-hop now is definitely you know more uh respected as a mm -hmm. musical format or musical genre you, you could probably tell like maybe maybe when this person was a kid they're growing up and watching anime and then someone in the someone in the background was just playing hip-hop music oh, like, you definitely. know what this stuff this stuff mixes in very well together Or again, maybe they're watching, or maybe you know, you know how it is. Like it, it said, the creators like uh, he used to like uh, American hip hop and jazz and soul and all that stuff. So he'd be listening to the music, drawing anime characters that he likes, or watching a show or something like that, and just uh, listening to him, being like, "Fuck, this blends really good." Just like you know, RZA, the Wu Tang, and all those guys were uh, were probably you know they're they're doing raps, you know, but you know, like uh, working on music and stuff, and watching their movies in the background, be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on, that sounds good." um it is such a cool idea again i i'm glad i was uh exposed to uh to rizza and the mutant clan through um through afro samurai because again it's such a cool story on its own as well i remember there was a video game too that was really hot really popular i'm trying to remember i don't think i did i think i watched it played Sounds on uh right. super best friends if i remember correctly. I, I know i walked in like a couple times when we'd hang out i'd be like oh this guy's watching that for samurai but you're watching it like way deep into it so i didn't pay too much attention to it and uh, you'd give me a little bit of the plot i'm like oh that sounds actually pretty cool and i, I never got around to watching it unless you're home, watching you gotta watch it now and then we can like, talk about I, it later I just watched. I know. Uh, now you gotta. You now you gotta watch Afro. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I'm definitely not. Oh, the, I, I'm not the target. You know the demographic. Uh, I don't fight him with that. Yeah, coming, yeah, it's coming pre of age young like adolescent that. girl, like, which is fine because you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I got nieces that are yeah, <laughs> exactly. I got nieces that are uh, yeah. around that age, and they're the perfect like target audience for that. Um. It's just funny having all these grown men complain about it. Yeah, like, well, you don't even read it comes, it comes down to like, are you even a fan about. to begin with? Like, it, uh, I don't know. Like, you can complain as much as you want. And the reality too, 
people can complain, but I don't have to fucking listen to it, man. I don't like hearing people complain in general when it's just bullshit. When they're complaining about these this character that's clearly not for them, they're not the target demographic. And I always tell them, like, it's the equivalent of you walking down the feminine hygiene aisle and complaining that these tampons aren't the color that you like. Like, how come they got to make the, the tampons fucking pink? What if I want to buy them and, and shove them in my asshole because, you know, my ass just leaks. Oh, it's funny because that happens in the yeah it happens in the show i'm like am i oh, wrong that's, that's 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 definitely not for me i know what they're talking about but it's not for me so i i, I get it but it's not something that i'm going to complain about because it, it, it's not for you man like like they're they are trying to relate to some people yeah, and definitely it's not going to relate to you 100 percent. just like afro samurai you and i are not samurais how how are we supposed to relate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't even have a fro roman you, but you don't have I know, a fro. I know, but I'm half black. And and I'm not a ninja yelling at you, talking shit. I know, but I'm half black, dude. I'm not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so I'm no, not that's, Samuel? that's me. Nah, nah, you're okay. like uh, I don't know the character, like the so I'll two. take your word for it. <laughs> but no, the... Um... What was I going to say? No, Afro Samurai was dope. Um, again, it exposed me. Um, yeah, Wu-Tang, Killer Bees, all this shit. And uh, so when... I kind of stopped listening. I don't want to say... Yeah, I kind of like, you know, not forgot, but like it just fell to the wayside on the, the Wu-Tang stuff, RZA stuff, Jizza as well. Um, fell to the background. And then when was it? They started... They, they were showing off... Um, previews for Wu-Tang, the American Saga. And that's what I want to talk about uh, for something that I'm recently watching because I'm very close to finishing the series. They're only doing three seasons and they're pretty pretty deep into this uh, third and final season. But what Wu-Tang, the American Saga is, this is made by uh, RZA. It's kind of like a dramatization of okay. the origins and... Uh, how do you say the upbringing, their their the travel? I'm not. Well, the the, the origin, yeah, and then their 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 experience, and yeah, the journey. There you go. Of the uh, the Wu Tang Clan, and uh, season one very much starts off when it introduces everyone. Um, you know, it, sh- it shows off where they lived. You know, Staten, Staten Island. Island. Um, they call it the Bastard Borough of uh, New York because, yeah. Um, because uh, it's the only one that's an uh, actual Enjoy island. Easy. Everything else is like connected or something like that. Um... <laughs> I know. It, <laughs> well, Jersey's it, not you, New you York. Staten Island as a as a junction for uh, all this. Uh... I used to watch Jersey Shore Roman. I, that, that's all I know. Okay, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> see, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, there's a uh, Midtown, uh, Long Island, uh, Staten Island, um, the Bronx, Brooklyn. Queens. Brooklyn, I think there were seven boroughs. Um, and again, I listened to the music, but I never knew really the history of it. And again, a lot of it is made up, you know, just to be fun or just to save time. Like the the series, uh, the RZA, he lives with his uh, his brother, or his two brothers, and their sister. And in reality, he had like a uh, shit ton of siblings. <laughs> I was going to so say, the thing many. about the dramatizations is like they embellish in some things and they also miss out on some other things like the that didn't happen in their lifetime. Like, 
the people that know, they know, but yeah, well, yeah, of course, yeah, but they're just trying to tell a cool story, um, because it definitely starts off, yeah. it starts off like they're dealing drugs and all that, and uh, oh, yeah, shit. they're they're uh, they're selling okay. that the or crack or whatever, yeah, um, and they're uh, they call them, uh, I think it was blue tops and red tops because it was a little pill capsules that would hold them. And they would, you know, depending on who the mm-hmm. what who was selling what, they'd had different caps. And even in Staten Island, depending on which project, which apartment complex, or which projects you were from, you would be with a different group. And uh, Riza, his house was kind of like a neutral zone. Anyone can come from wherever and go hang out, you know, record some music, this and that. So you have like. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tony Starks. What the fuck is, is his Tony name? Uh, shit. Um, Tony Starks. Um, the Ghostface Killer. What Ghost the fuck was his killer. name? Dude, I feel bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, unfortunately, yeah, since I'm not so familiar with the Wu Tang. I can't. Ah, uh, Goofy. Man. Hey, man. Goofy. Ghostface Killer, man. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll look up his name. But the other guy that they had was a. Uh, um, Ah shit! What's his buddy in the fucking show that he's really good with? Wu-Tang uh, Clan members. It was the RZA, the Jizza. Jizza was their cousin. Inspector Deck was a friend. You, you fate or you god. Um, Ghostface mm-hmm. Killer was his name was Dennis. Um, and uh, better known by his stage name is Ghostface Killer. Uh, also Tony Stark's uh, solo career is Iron Man. Um, yeah, dude, uh, it was him. Raekwon the chef was like an, in a part of a rival group in the show. I don't know if it was like that in real life, um, but they were like going back and forth trying to kill each other. Um, you have Mr. Meth, right? Shotgun. Um, from a different project, you had uh, Master Killer, Capadonna, um, Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck so fucking cool. Uh, they're all cool. And then, uh, yeah, Old Dirty Bastard, ODB, that no, was their ODB. cousin as well. So Rizza, Jizza, and ODB were... Uh, yeah, they were uh, they were cousins. Uh, ODB lived uh, in Brooklyn, or was it the Bronx? I think it was Brooklyn, Brooklyn Zoo. Um, but yeah, man, it shows them kind of doing their whole thug thing, just trying to get by. And it's cool because it initially starts off very much like a gang gangland type show. You know, they're trying to they're vying mm-hmm. for power and control over the blocks. You actually have a, a another rival gang leader named Power. Power is a really good name, and it's cool. Yeah, right. And it's cool because it very much shows this. It's all street level, right? And the whole time, Riz is trying to like, come on, let's record music, you know, this and that. Brokering peace between them. And uh, they had a friend. And what's cool about this show is they definitely lean into the, uh, yeah, this is a dramatization. They have a friend who, uh, he robs one of the main, like, uh, drug dealers, the one the suppliers. Um, it's like this Jamaican dude, I think. And he robs him <laughs> while he's making a sex tape with this girl. And okay. yeah, he robs the dude, knocks down the, cause he robs him for his chain and everything. And then when the camera falls down, he, uh, sees his shoes and he's like, Oh, it's this motherfucker. Cause he was bragging earlier in the episode or whatever, previous episode that he's, he's doing with those shoes. They're custom. Nobody else has them. So he goes, finds them and he kills them. And, uh, when he's dying, it does this whole like alternate, like video game style, like thing where they're, 
they're basically like, oh, yeah, man, our friend, you know, he, he helped us. You know, he was our manager. He did this and that, showing like, yeah, you know, we rose to the top. We became Wu-Tang with him, you know, and he was part of it. And like, you know, but this is a what if, like, and it just goes back to reality where he's fucking dying. <laughs> yeah. The, the one oh, yeah, dude. It's fucking cool. Stuff, you don't steal their chains. Like, that's like the number one thing you don't steal from them because it represents what they stand for. It's like if you go to a pirate and you steal their flag, it's like, yeah, nah, you, you fucked up, man. Don't take that. Well, and not just that, like being robbed in general, but like, yeah, dude, uh, like you said, the chains, like you're meant to flaunt them around and people do do that. They they want to rob yes, people it's, it's for the a, chains to show like, yeah, they can't do shit. What are they going to do? Come back and steal from me? And if you do it, yeah, you're, you're, you're showing your dominance over the gang. But again, if, if, if you expect them not to retaliate, you're, you're, you're sorely mistaken. And unfortunately, this kid got, got fucked. Yeah. So what was it? Um... Uh, Riza's uh, older brother, um, he ends up getting uh, arrested, so he goes to jail, and he he has peaceful like. So there's a bunch of other guys from the rival gangs um, in jail with him. And he ends up making peace, like, hey, fuck it, man, we're all from Staten Island. Everybody else wants to fucking kill us. They're all from these different boroughs. They fucking hate Staten Island. Meanwhile, we're over here making the job easier. Uh, so he ends up like kind of not uniting them, but like having a, a temporary peace. Yeah, that reminds me of the of the movie we watched. Uh... Fucking uh, the Warriors. The you had the the Ooh, different gangs Warriors. in all different parts of New York, and someone tries to broker peace and shit. And you know what? He almost had it if he wasn't assassinated. Doesn't turn out good for him. Yeah. So um. But yeah, the uh, the first season is pretty much that, and it ends. What was it? Um. At the end, I think at the end of season one, yeah, at the end of season one, they shoot a dude as they leave. <laughs> That's right. It was this big guy that had gone out of prison, heard about a. Uh... So what happens is RZA gets like a so uh, a contract with the studio, but they they whitewash him, not whitewash him, but they control him so much that they go away from his his uh, creative vision, just like his uh his cousin. You know, they did the same thing to Jizza. You know, just kind of showing you how these labels don't give a fuck about you. They're going to, you know, exploit you for whatever you have. But, uh, you know, he's going around and telling people they made all this money, this and that. But because they couldn't do something, he ended up just not having any money. He ended up, like, breaking even. Like, he had, like, no money. He got a little bit of fame for a little bit. And that was it. So what uh, this guy that broke out of jail thought he had all this money. He's like, hey, motherfucker. Like, he breaks into his house, tries to rob him and shit, you know, with the gun and whatnot. So he's like, I can't be safe until he's gone. So they... they try to kill him you know they i think they shoot him but he doesn't snitch on anyone or doesn't snitch him out he ends up getting fucking picked back up for some other bullshit mm -hmm. while he's out on the streets you know violating his parole and season two starts off with that where they're uh they're living in another in uh in another state like in these suburbs so it's a uh, dennis you know uh a ghost face um living because he, he it turns out he was a he was fucking around with uh, uh, Riz's sister. Oh, you fucked up. And I think she got her pregnant, too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're living with the mom because uh, the mom's husband or boyfriend or whatever, uh, their youngest brother's uh, dad, comes back into the picture, has a movie. It was like, I got property. I got, you know, a house, this and that. Well, while they're over there, they're doing the same shit. You know, they're, they're dealing drugs and calling over their boys to party and stuff all the time. I think by the end of it, they they recorded, you know, a Wu-Tang. It was uh, 36 Chambers, I want to say. 
fucking badass song, dude. Super cool song. And uh, they they get in trouble over there. They end up having to move back at some point too. And it kind of shows their their rise almost to you know finding a label that'll have them on you know um making albums and stuff and by the end of it they're like full-blown like you know celebrities and shit and that's where season three starts right now they're already established they have a mansion out in the woods uh super cool shit and um dude it's it's fucking good like if you haven't already i definitely recommend checking it out um you know it's just it's dope and it shows you more of like uh their journey to who they were because a lot of them spun off you know method man was definitely the most successful out of all of them because he spun out a whole lifelong yeah. career out of it um and into movies ones, and right? just stayed completely relevant uh him method man and red man right yeah method man and red man yeah so um yeah and, and it just shows like their struggle to come up with a new sound stay relevant this and that it's kind of where it's going right now is uh the last episode was rizza trying to find a way because all they've been doing is sampling stuff, right? Whether it's movies or music. And then you have these real musician musicians kind of like giving them a little bit of shit. Like, you don't, you're not musicians. You don't do this and that. You just put together what other people make. And he goes, Hey man, you know, I get paid to do that. And I pay my musicians, blah, blah, blah. He goes, Oh, that's a problem though. Is you really don't, um, you're putting people like me out of business. I'm like, Oh, whatever. You know, even me as a viewer, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, if you're that good, it'll be undeniable. You can find a way to make it work mm-hmm. as like a guitarist or whatever, you know, um but yeah dude it was it was really cool um i'm looking forward to the series ending just seeing where it goes it's on hulu if you guys haven't already watched it they got again the first two seasons and almost the complete season three on there already uploaded they come out wednesdays so when this episode drops hopefully it'll be a new episode of uh the american saga i completely forget that's a thing but people do it's um that's what uh charlie sheen's character did in um two and a half man right that's how he became so rich he wrote a couple of jingles and stuff like that, and he just blew up and shit. And um, they use them in commercials uh, and stuff like that. Fucking, I, I didn't, I didn't know this until I watched an episode of uh, uh, Game Grumps. Uh, Dan did that for a while too, and I looked into the episode that they did. So Dan said that he made music with one of his friends, and I was like, okay, cool. And he said it's, and he didn't even know the show. I'm, I'm sure you remember the show called White Collar. He made a song and it's in the in the show. Yeah, it, it was just a small yeah. little sample or whatever, and they just play it back there, and they just sold the rights to the to the company. Like, and he's like, "Yeah, it was on this show called uh, White Collar or something." I'm like, I know the show, and I looked it up. I'm like, "Oh shit, that is Dan's voice. That is their music. Oh shit, there is money to be made here." It, it was just like a whatever what song. song I don't it? really know the full thing of it, but I, if I look into the episode again, I could probably find it. But I was just like, "Oh." Yeah, musicians can make money more than just actually being like big, big stars. They can just write stuff, sell it to anybody, and just live off the royalty. Well, not just that though. It's not even sell to everyone. Is a uh, is they put out music, they do a good job. Somebody wants to take like your lyrics, or they want to take mm-hmm. your track, or they want to take yeah. you know this and that from it, sample it, right? Yeah. They put it on their shit. They pay you royalties for it. You know, I mean, fuck, dude, a lot of people do it now. Like, you know, the <laughs> Nicki Minaj, the Anaconda, See, right? I, that's so you know, blatant. Uh, I, I don't like it. I, mean, I don't like when it's so blatant. Like, you know what that song is. You know who wrote that song. Like, sampling is one thing where you take a little bit and it's mixed into the music that you made. That whole song is that beat. 
I don't know. She they they change it up a good amount though. They add a good amount, and again, that that that's I think what that old man was saying though is like, <coughs> are you really a musician if you're using their stuff? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, dude, there's only so much music out there. <coughs> they've uh they've kind of figured out where it's like, yeah, there's only so much music that can be made. There's only so many chords that can be done in certain progressions. After a while, everything's just rehashed. That's why stuff's gonna start sounding similar. Is you know, think of it like Lego bricks. There's only so many Lego bricks, so eventually people are going to be like, yeah, you're just making different shapes mm-hmm. with the same shit, right? With the same bricks, the same materials. And some people use more similar shit than others. Some people get more creative. Um, but yeah, you know, and also they're they're putting yeah. shit out for a market that, you know, I also, certain things. I also believe um, in, I forget but who yeah, said man, this, like, but uh, once you make music, after a certain time, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to the world. That's just out there. Like, yes, yeah, it's art. And like That's once it's been out in right? the world for so long, it doesn't really belong to that person anymore because it it belongs to the world. Yeah, it belongs to what whoever mm-hmm. you know. You might have made something with the intention of this, exactly. but somebody else takes it and interprets it differently. And who are you to say that it should be interpreted this way or that way? I see both sides of that a lot of the times because you know um, people complain about Star Wars, the shit George Lucas was doing towards the end. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's his story. He's telling it the way he wants to tell it, and just because you interpreted it one way. You know, who are you to say that it shouldn't be this way? You know, when the main guy who made everything is doing it one way or another. I mean, he clearly had something going on. And again, if you don't like, you don't like it. It is one thing versus another. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Like, people complain so much. <laughs> killing my childhood. I'm like, no, not really, dude. You you're you're your already childhood. old. Your That's childhood's done. It's been dead. <laughs> it, it might not be as good as you yeah, want exactly. it to be, but someone else is going to um, enjoy it. Well, my argument always is, yeah, it's like, it's still there. Them. Those movies are still there. Just go watch those. <laughs> go watch them. You probably already own them. They are, you probably already own them. I mean, dude, I see it all the time. Like, you know, uh, just like you, some people can't leave, you know, the, the 2000s hip-hop era, bro. There's guys that still walk around with Echo. Do they still make gear that? On, or, or, you know, Fat Farms or the K-Swiss. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Bro, I just saw a guy yesterday at the convention center. He had a high-top Echo. I remember shoes. that I like, right now. Where the fuck you find those? <laughs> I never got into Echo. Fat Farm wasn't my thing. Um, Echo Unlimited. You, uh, you were more of a uh, Sean John. That was fun. Um, fuck. No, I was more of a more baby fat. I forget you were a baby fat guy. <laughs> I think Nautica. Was you were a Nautica dude. Fuck yeah, it was. All that shit is, though. That's the cool thing about watching the Wu-Tang show as well. You get to see a lot of that late 90s, early 2000s, you know, hip-hop uh I was going to say Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, a lot of them have, like, Tommy Hilfiger. Like, Nautica, they have all the I never realized stuff. how expensive Tommy Hilfiger is, man. Uh, Polo, Ralph Lauren. Fucking, uh... I know I had some shoes back in the day that were Tommy Hilfiger, and I never realized <laughs> how expensive they were until, like, now. I'm like, oh, shit. Why? And they also make cologne and underwear. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like I Roman, know, I, know. I remember you would show it off all the time, goof. Like, oops. <laughs> I know, yeah. Be changing the locker room, be like, oops, guys, I dropped my but, deodorant again. Like, goof, that spray on deodorant, but, you but can't just drop Hill spray. It's like I'm making a commercial for them. Name dropping. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so dumb. Um, but yeah, man, the, if you guys haven't already checked it out, de- definitely recommend it. Uh, Wu-Tang American Saga, um, a lot of really cool characters, very, um, 
and again, especially season three, they've been leaning so much into the dramatization. There's one episode where it's straight up like a comedy show. There's one episode where it's straight up like uh gang, like uh like traditional like Scarface style, like uh like uh episode where the story's like that. Because there's these dramatizations of these characters, you know, them coming yeah. up with the ideas. So for the atmosphere is, or like whatever. changes like the whole um, setting and shit like that. It just makes it feel like oh they're they're the actors, the actors playing these characters are then playing those characters as actors playing other characters. So like, there's one where the guy was like a comedian that sucks and he's getting hired by someone else to join another comedy club. And uh, it's, just, it's just, it's so fucking good, man. There's one of the newer episodes was almost very the Warriors-esque, but with like, again, a lot more like Wu-Tang uh, flavor where they're like, you know, I think it was the genius. He's trying to, the idea is he's trying to get everybody together, all the Wu-Tang together to be on his album because they haven't done that since they started off. And he ends up getting like, you know, he goes on this epic journey to reconnect the Wu and all that, you know, and everybody's kind of out doing their own thing, doesn't want to help, doesn't want to do things. So like uh, Raekwon, the character, he's the king or whatever in, of one area. And he's like, uh, he goes, I can't go out there. You know, where was I when, uh, you know, when my father died? And it's because I was out there doing mm-hmm. this night because I guess his father passed uh, while he was away. And um you know, so he's, he's the idea is he's grieving with that. Another one is like, uh, what was it? Oh, they they basically talk about like how these people are too busy killing each other on the streets, and they need soldiers that are gonna fight. You know, for you know, united, not not tearing themselves apart. Just a bunch of different stuff. And the ideas are slowly reconnecting everyone, and um, uh, the Rizza is uh, refers to he's referred to as the Abbot, right? He's the uh, the grand like Sifu, the grand like dude who knows all the knowledge. So they're trying to find him. Like we can't find the abbot. We've got to get the abbot. So the idea is like we have to convince Rizza to want to do all this shit. Um, really cool episode again. And it's just them pretending to be these like little Wu Tang like uh, old kung fu like characters. You know, you got uh, the character Dennis. He has uh, two brothers that are handicapped. You know, they're like uh, they have like uh, deformities when they were born. So they're like in wheelchairs. And uh, one of them, he uh, he's like being pushed around by I think the genius by Jizza, and uh, he's looking for the abbot. So the idea is they're, like on this epic quest, and he's like, when you find the abbot, play this tune. So he has this little flute that goes, you know, again, yeah. just these dramatizations. It's so me fucking this, neat. Uh, this reminds me a lot of Supernatural, when the they the the whole setting is like this um, fucking like monster killing stuff. So, uh, what's up? Is it the Scooby Doo episode? No, no, I'm certain, like different one. Like in the general, Scooby-Doo they're episode? like this kind of like kind of gritty, kind of dark, <laughs> a bit of humor here and there, kind of uh, episodes. But th- sometimes they take a little bit creative liberties, like when they go into the TV world or whatever. And they're in. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime that the yeah the trickster and the anytime Gabriel the, comes the in, right? The setting, settings, the the atmosphere, the tone of the show. And like the they're, theme, they're, yeah. It's like if you're changing the channel of the TV, and these characters who are normally serious are playing these different characters. Like they, he changes the channel, and they're doing a commercial for like hemorrhoids cream or something like that. It's like that's not normal. That's 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 funny, but it's not normal and shit like that. And like like you said, the, there's the <laughs> episode where they they join and they join the Scooby Doo gang and shit like that. And, yeah, and shit yeah, like that. Like, it's Scooby-Doo funny universe. when they when they take a tone of a show. And they're able to change it around and give you a different setting or feeling for it, and still tell the same story, or just have a creative, 
approach because it'd be a lot more boring of like hey man everyone's busy doing their own thing um yeah i just can't do it or blah 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 and you're like yeah you know it can be compelling and this and that but it's just more whimsical more fun makes it more epic right than just having your friends trying to get together uh can you hear me you're going robot on yeah yeah what's up I, I can barely make out what you're saying right now. It sounded kind of like glad because I've been a robot the whole time, goof. But but yeah, like <laughs> I, I fucking love that kind of creativity um, where someone yeah, takes dude, the, it's a really the neat idea. Oh, shit. I think and they can tell you the same story but yellow, with, uh, with a different storytelling form. Oh, there you go. It's like when you read a comic book, right? It's not not always going to be the same artist, but it's it's still telling you the story the same way, but in a different art form. Or the same tone. It's fun seeing characters that you like. It's also the tone, right? It's cool seeing characters you like, like that are normally superheroes or whatever. And they get put in a horror setting, and they're like, oh, fuck, I'm out of my element. You know? Yeah. Um, Superman yeah. can usually beat the shit out of these people, but what about when it's a fucking ghost? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Goof, do you have any uh, cool uh, stuff you've watched lately? Goofy. Goofy. All right, guys. It seems like uh, Goofy's uh, gone MIA. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up here. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, I can hear you, Goof. Can you hear me? Goofy, can you hear me? All right. He can't hear me. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Weaving Words podcast at gmail.com, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, it's a shorter episode just because, uh, again, it's me by myself. Also, I just came back from my super long trip. I'm really tired, and I'm going to try to get this edited and uploaded by tomorrow if I can. Uh, but yeah, other than that, if you guys have any questions, uh, until next time, adios.